Welcome back to the Highway to Health Podcast. And thanks for connecting with us again on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. The Highway to Health Podcast is sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America. In this episode of the podcast, we'll be hearing from Dr. Raul Shaw, who is a board-certified, fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeon. Dr. Shaw will be the guest of Dave Nemo, who will be your host for this edition of the Highway to Health Podcast. As you guys will hear, Dave will be talking with Dr. Shaw about some of the orthopedic challenges professional drivers can encounter with life on the road. Later in this edition of the podcast, we'll also be talking with you about Healthy Trucking of America and how you can get connected to the information and resources provided through HTA. Right now, it's time to hand it off to Dave Nemo and his feature interview with Dr. Raul Shaw, a partner with Premier Orthopedic Associates in the state of New Jersey on this edition of the Highway to Health podcast from Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. It's a great honor to welcome Dr. Rahul Shah from the Premier Orthopedic Spine Associates up in New Jersey. Dr. Shah, good morning. Good morning. It's great to have you with us. You and I were talking. You said you treat a lot of truck drivers out there, men and women on the road. And you say these folks are jackhammering all the time. And I thought, wow, that makes all the sense in the world. And I said to you, I've been doing this radio program over 50 years and I've never heard that term. I feel like I really missed something. You said, no, I just kind of made it up. And I think you just hit the nail on the head. Well, I appreciate that. First of all, thank you again for having me on. This is such a topic that's near and dear to my heart. In fact, I take care of a whole host of truck drivers and truck professionals that have different routes, different lengths of distance that they travel, and they have such a unique, complicated set of loads that are placed in their bodies. And the best analogy that I could ever come up with was jackhammering, because when you're in that vehicle, that vehicle goes over roads that you didn't design, terrain that you didn't necessarily pick, and it's always bouncing up and down, up and down, up and down. Those forces are all getting transferred to your body, and a lot of those are being absorbed by either your low back or your neck. That can lead to a cascade of events that can cause people to say, ouch, when they get out of their vehicle and are going to get lunch or dinner or at the end of the day. Sort of like a domino effect, I would imagine. It starts in one place, but it never really stays there. So that's the exact analogy that I use. I always talk about a domino effect or a cascading effect because when you're starting to bounce, all those vibrations go through the truck, go through your seat, and then go to you. But you have to keep a level gaze to be able to see the road, to be able to see around you, and to be safe. In order to do that, there's this natural tension of the motion that's going through the body and you having to stay still. When that happens, something has to pay the price. And that's where that jackhammering analogy really comes into play. As I mentioned, we have a moment to talk during the news break here just to say hello and thank you. And we talk a little bit about the topic. And I asked you, I said, well, how did you get interested in orthopedic surgery and everything? Did that start as a kid? And you said, yeah, you were very heavy into sports when you were in school and everything. And then you told me about your fascination as a kid with hinges, door hinges and things like that. And then there's a fascinating analogy, too, that we can put together with our spines and, well, our bodies in general. Exactly. So whenever you move a door back and forth at a reasonable pace, you're going to have some movement near where the hinges are. And the hinges are the real crucial structures that allow for that door to function. But if you put a lot of force in it, let's say for an accident or something, let's say you do a lot of vibrations on that door, those hinges can come loose. 
Now, there's a lot of difference between the hinges on a door and the hinges in your body. But one of the key differences is that the body tries to mend those hinges. Now, think about the hinges as the different joints. Your ankles, your knees are the different joints in the spine. And what happens is that when those hinges get irritated over time, the body tries to put on some type of way to kind of get those hinges to be a little bit stiffer. That's where arthritis can set in. But one of the key differences is that when that arthritis sets in, you may have seen this on folks that have arthritic hands or something, their knuckles get really, really mm -hmm. big. The same can happen with the different knuckles, if you will, in your back, and they can get big and they can crowd out the nerves. So now you have this cascade. You're jackhammering all day. Your hinges are getting jostled. You're trying to keep them in, in line. So your body starts to first tense up. You get the muscle spasms. But then over time, you start to build up extra calcium around them and you get arthritic areas inside the back or the neck. And those nerves that go through there can get choked off. Now you have that cascade that you talked about. Yes. And I know that spinal stenosis is a major concern for a lot of different reasons. Is stenosis caused by that buildup of calcium that kind of closes down the channel where the nerves go through? Bingo. You got it absolutely correct. Exactly as that area gets bigger and bigger, as those joints get bigger and bigger and fatter and fatter, the channels that they are next to them get smaller and smaller. One gets bigger, the other gets smaller, and that choking of the nerves causes that spinal stenosis to potentially become more and more apparent. And I would imagine the pain starts off as occasional and then it becomes chronic. Exactly. It builds up and starts to get there. See, the challenge is, is that you have multiple things. Imagine that you have a route that's long and you're starting to have more and more of these routes pile up and pile up. All that stress piles up on the body. And then you are now pressed for time so you don't get a chance to stretch or exercise. Now, more of the load and the force goes to those hinges and things start to build up. Then, let's say you happen to smoke. That chokes off some of the blood supply so things get a little bit even worse. And now you're starting to go down this path of things starting to build up gradually, but over time, it gets worse and worse and worse. For everybody, it's different, but this is kind of the sort of general path that mm -hmm. this all takes. We're going to take a real quick break right here. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Highway to Health Podcast on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. The Highway to Health Podcast is sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America. You can learn more about the information and resources available from HTA by visiting the organization's website, healthytruck.org. That's healthytruck.org. Now, folks, if you'd like to go further down the highway to health, we'd like to invite you to listen to The Dave Nemo Show on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. The road trip down the highway to health on The Dave Nemo Show happens every Tuesday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. You'll hear interviews featuring interesting guests who can help you to stay healthy as you move down the road. So be sure to tune in every Tuesday morning to The Dave Nemo Show, which is heard on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. The Dave Nemo Show is also available through the Sirius XM app. Now, folks, let's get you back to this edition of the Highway to Health Podcast, sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America. 
deal with a lot of truck drivers, and I know overweight is a big problem in the industry, and there are reasons for that. Dietary concerns out on the road, the idea that the trucks today, jackhammering notwithstanding, back in the earlier days of trucking, it was all about the commodities that you were hauling, and the truck driver was basically an inconvenience in a sense. They gave them a bench and hard tires and everything. So back in those days, those people were literally beat to death. But now the trucks are as luxurious as cars. They have air ride. They have beautiful seating and things like that. But it still really helps. And I'm thinking, well, a lot of things are counterintuitive. So is being overweight necessarily a contributing factor to back problems out on the road? It can be, but it may not be the main issue. Here's what I mean. Let's go back to those hinges, right? Anything that stresses those hinges is going to give you a problem. When you're sitting down and you have a comfortable seat, etc., you're not putting as much weight on the back through those hinges because everything is fairly well supported. When you get out of the truck and you go and do your day-to-day activity, you may be at a little bit of a disadvantage because that extra weight will stress those hinges more because it's literally going to pull on those hinges. So the challenge there isn't not so much being in the truck, but that whole package of my back doesn't necessarily decide to have a problem when I'm in the truck or when I'm out of the truck. My back has a problem whenever it decides to have a problem. And that brings up another point. The challenge that most people have with their backs is when I get out of the truck, I'm a bit sore. Maybe at the end of the day, I'm a bit sore. But you know what? When I went to go pick up that little package, when I went to go pick up that paper clip, when I got out of my seat, that's when my back seized up. Because that's when those hinges are the most fragile when you bend and twist at the same time. Now, we have limited that type of bending and twisting inside the truck because we have better seats. We don't have the same benches that we had before. But at the same time, this is a process that's happening all the time in terms of whenever you put loads on your back. And if you're already stressing those joints all day and then you do an innocent move, like go to grab a burger, all of a sudden you may take that innocent move and make it worse. I'm trying to make a parallel here, say, between mechanics. We always kind of make a parallel about how folks take real good care of their trucks. They're very good about truck maintenance, but not body maintenance. So bending and twisting, two things, but when you combine them, now you're torquing. In my younger years, when I was 30, I'll make this brief. I was in a grocery store in line, and I really had bad problems in my 30s. And a lady with a baby, the kid drops a toy. I go to pick it up, and I couldn't get back up. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that torquing is terrible. And it's such an innocent maneuver that we do all day, every day. As a matter of fact, when I tell all my patients, especially my truck drivers, when I say, listen, the one thing you want to be careful with is picking up a paper clip. And they look at you like, what are you talking about? But the truth is, is that the paperclip never lands in the right spot. So you're always bending, twisting, and torquing to pick that up. So if it's on the ground, if it's behind a couch, if it's behind anywhere, just take a couple extra steps, but don't bend, twist, and pick it up because you may hurt yourself at that point. It's sort of like it's not the bale of hay that breaks the camel's back. It's the straw, the last straw that breaks the camel's back. You got it. And again, I kind of want to go back to your own sports history in a sense. There's not a coach in the world that would allow his or her team to get out there to play football or tennis or run a 100-yard sprint or anything without doing some warm-up exercises first, without doing some stretching first. So a truck driver is driving for 150, 200 miles and then stops the truck, opens the door, gets out. And is that kind of almost tantamount to 
just dressing out for the game and running out there on the line of scrimmage and starting from scratch? And are there some things that the driver could do in the truck, in that seat, before they actually leave the truck and put that sudden change of pressure on the joints and the hinges? Yeah, so you hit the nail on the head. It's like going from the bench, dressing, and then going out and going for a 100-yard dash. You're setting yourself up to have potentially some more challenges. So what can I do to help get things together? Well, the first thing is, believe it or not, try and walk, if you can, even before you get into the truck and you start going for your day. That walking, 15, 20 minutes of walking, is just going to prime all your muscles so that they learn how to work in harmony. Because sitting all day or sitting for a four or five-hour stretch is not natural. What we want to do is we want to try and make it as natural as we can. So if you add in a little bit of walking, even before you get into the truck, you're going to be able to prime your muscles so that they know how to work together so that they're working more efficiently so you're not likely to put stresses on other joints because the muscles will help absorb some of that. So that's number one. Number two is working to stretch some of the muscles around the hip. Particularly, here's a simple stretch that can work for a lot of folks where you take your right ankle and you put it on your left knee and you push out your right knee. So you're basically making a figure of four with that one leg and you push that out and hold that stretch for 10, 15 seconds. You're going to open up a lot of the pelvis muscles and open up those big, big muscles that have been in a contracted state for some time. So that's another option. Then if you can, before you go ahead and do some heavy lifting, once you get out of the truck, maybe walk for about five or 10 minutes just to get the blood flowing so that once you start to take things in or out of the truck or do something, your muscles are more primed so they're going to be more resilient to any other loads that they face. We're not going to change gears here so much, but not many people, myself included, would necessarily associate your hips with your lower back pain. And we talk about core. You have to have a strong core, and everybody will point to your stomach when you say core, but it includes mm -hmm. the back and the hips. The other part of the package, though, is what's in our bodies. And I know hydration is one of the things that you wanted to talk about because staying hydrated is really important. This really affects the ability for your body to withstand some things, I would imagine, and also lubricate those joints, right? Yeah, so the main role that I see hydration taking is to really make sure that your muscles are functioning optimally. Think about the muscles as another layer of protection for those hinges. So when everything falls apart, those hinges take the beating. So you want to try and absorb as much of whatever forces you have to the muscles. And for the muscles to work properly, for them to not cramp up or for them to not be too fatigued, hydration is an important part of general overall muscle maintenance and therefore trying to make sure that you get enough hydration is good. There's been some back and forth about how much is enough and I think that a really good rule of thumb is just to make sure that when you do go to the bathroom when you pee that the urine that you're making is clear and not necessarily very concentrated. I think that that gives you a very good gauge as to how much you need to be drinking. Drinking beyond thirst or before thirst or having this or having that sometimes becomes a little bit more challenging because everybody has different thresholds. I do think that just looking at the quality of how you're going to the bathroom can be very instructive as to know how much water you need to be putting into your body. One of the things that you do at Premier Orthopedics is minimally invasive surgery. I would imagine that that would be one of the things on a truck driver's checklist because they can't afford to be out of commission for a lengthy period of time. They've got to get back on the road. That's what they do for a living. And I know this is a stupid question in a sense, but are there some things on a list that say, okay, we've tried 
everything and surgery is the last step. And I know it's hard to tell an orthopedic surgeon that surgery should be the last thing to do. But but what are some of the things that folks can do that are almost kind of easy in a sense? You're talking about from a surgical standpoint. Yeah, yeah. Let me just walk that back just a little bit because I think it's an excellent question. But there's so many nuances to it. Number one, of course, you want to try all the stuff as long as one is not getting too significantly debilitated by the pain or by the weakness, assuming it's affecting the back. You want to try all sorts of things. And oftentimes, a very good choice are to do injections into the back. Those injections may not last very long. But one of the real benefits of it is, is that where that injection goes and it gives cortisone to that area, if that works for a day or two days or three days, you know that that's the spot. And surgery likely is going to make a big, big difference because that shot in many ways acts like a trial surgery. So really pay attention to the injections if you get them, especially for any little bit of relief that you get. Because if you get a lot of good relief for a short amount of time, that's very, very predictive of the results that we're able to get. Then, assuming that a nerve is getting jammed up and needs to be freed up, there are lots of small, minimally invasive options that serve for two issues. One, they free up the nerve to give you some relief. But two, and this is the more important thing, because it's tissue sparing, because it doesn't really disrupt those muscles, you still maintain most of the resilience to be able to protect those hinges because you're not disrupting those muscles. So the real benefit of doing any type of minimally invasive surgery, provided that it takes the pressure off the nerve, is that it keeps that whole muscle envelope, that whole soft tissue on all the ligaments, all the tendons, all of those preserved as possible. And that's what's allowed us to get people not only back, but to retain a lot of the function in a manner that's very suitable. I have learned a ton here this morning, and I know our listeners have learned quite a bit as well. Dr. Rahul Shah, thank you so much for being part of the program this morning. Hey, are you operating today? Not today. (laughs) Not today. All right. (laughs) Thank you so much again. Thanks again for having me on, and anytime, love to do it again. That closes out this edition of the Highway to Health Podcast sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America. We would like to take this opportunity to thank you once again for spending part of your day with us on Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. And we would also like to invite you to visit HealthyTruck.org, the website for Healthy Trucking of America. HealthyTruck.org is filled with information and resources that can help make your travels down our nation's roads and highways a healthier one. Be sure to check back with us each Friday for the latest episodes of the Highway to Health Podcast, sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America. Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo, also has another podcast from Healthy Trucking of America. Be sure to check out the Healthy Trucking Podcast. Now, folks, you can find all the podcasts being brought to you by Healthy Trucking of America through Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. You can listen to us by downloading the Podwheels app, which is available in the Apple Store or on Google Play. You can also listen to all the episodes being brought to you by Healthy Trucking of America through our website, podwheels.net. Now, folks, we've got one last item to pass along to everybody. You can now catch up with the Highway to Health podcast on all the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music, and Google Podcast. Just go wherever you get your podcast and search Highway to Health. And when you find our podcast, we would ask that you take a moment and subscribe to the Highway to Health. You'll be notified whenever we release a new episode. 
The Highway to Health Podcast, sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America, is a production of Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo.